Welcome to Campaign Chemistry, where we pick the brains of creative alchemists, business wizards, and marketing geniuses behind the world's greatest brands. When the COVID-19 pandemic hit in March 2020, people were stuck inside for months, rendering out-of-home billboards on roadways and in major downtown areas, in buildings and malls, suddenly invisible to millions of people. But since then, investment in out-of-home has rebounded as people venture back out into the world. The Out-of-Home Association of America, also known as the OAAA, released its Q2 revenue report on Thursday, projecting double-digit growth in the medium in 2022. Out-of-home mainstays are increasing their investments as new advertisers come to the medium for the first time as it becomes more digital and easier to optimize, target audiences, and measure success. QR codes and the ability to share on social media are making advertiser investments in the medium more holistic and impactful. Anna Bogger became CEO of the OAAA in late 2019 and has since been evangelizing and driving adoption for the medium. She spoke with Campaign US about out-of-home's post-pandemic rebound and how technology is transforming the medium and making it more valuable for brands. I'm your host, Allison Weisbrot, editor of Campaign US, and you're listening to Campaign Chemistry. Hi, Anna. Thanks so much for being here with me today. How are you? I am good. And thank you for having me, Allison. It's great to be here. Awesome. So we're going to talk a lot about out of home, of course. And it's been an interesting last few years for the medium. Obviously, when COVID hit, everyone was stuck inside. And so out of home, billboards on roadways and in major downtown areas, in malls and buildings, they were suddenly not seeing any foot traffic, right? So investment decreased. But since then, I think the industry has has really bounced back strongly. So talk a little bit about, first of all, backing up, like what is the OAAA? How do you support the out-of-home industry? And then we can talk a little bit about the state of the marketplace. Yes, absolutely. So the OAAA stands for the Out-of-Home Advertising Association of America. So we are the main trade body for the out-of-home industry. And that means that we work on, you know, government affairs and public policies. We do a ton of lobbying for the industry. We work on standards and guidelines. We produce a lot of research and thought leadership and, and, you know, materials that can help sell and buy out of home. And then we, you know, gather our members in, in committees and we do events and take part in the overall kind of marketing uh, and advertising ecosystem and work closely with other trade bodies such as the ANA and the 4As and the IB where, where I actually came from. So we're a classic trade association and lobby group, you could say, covering all sides of out-of-home. Maybe I should clarify that too. Not just billboards, but also what's called place-based, transit, cinema, roadside, street furniture, the gamut. Anything <laughs> basically where you're, where you're monetizing a location with a sign and not insert ads into media. Right. Taxi tops is a big one in New York. Exactly. That's um, that's a good one. Yeah. So you mentioned that you came from the IAB, which is obviously the, the digital trade body for the industry. Talk about your transition into this role. You were at the IAB for a while. Why move to the out-of-home space? Well, this was in, uh, I was approached by this job in early 2019 and I had, you know, IAB does a little bit of work in out of home, not a ton, uh, but, but a, a little bit and specifically uh, mostly in digital uh, out of home uh, and around programmatic standardization and things like that. But I had always been fascinated by the medium. And I think, I think pretty much anyone who's in advertising likes out of home because it's big and bold and very creative and the message is 
the message is the content, right? The ad is the content. And that always fascinated me. And I also have a background in mobile and there's a very close link. So I've been taking an extra interest in out of home for years. And then I was approached by this job leading a trade association. And I thought, outside of the fact that I really would like to lead a trade association, I thought that this is an area that I'm very passionate about. I see a lot of future prosperity and opportunity. Out of home doesn't have, uh, isn't plagued by a lot of the problems that digital is around privacy, around consumers trying to skip our block, issues around targeting. We're one to wet many medium. We target based on context and privacy really isn't an issue. And most consumers like our ads and see them as a service or even see them as art out in the streets. So I thought coming from the IB, and I love digital media, but the last couple of years, they were tough, right? So I, mm. with with everything that happened with Facebook and Google, Cambridge Analytica, et cetera, I saw this as a golden opportunity to work with a medium that didn't have all those issues and that had a lot of growth opportunity. And then with my background in mobile and in digital, I saw that I could probably hopefully be very helpful. So this was, again, early 2019. I took the job in September and I had five incredible months and then um, things changed. <laughs> a bit, you could say, when people no longer were allowed out of home. So yes, but and we'll talk. That's, that's the backstory. We're definitely going to talk about that. But first, something I'm personally intrigued by is maybe a little bit in the weeds and nerdy. But what, when you lobby for the government, like what kinds of things is the out of home industry lobbying for? Oh, a lot. I mean, we. We lobby on a lot of the same issues that other trade associations in advertising and marketing are doing and we collaborate with them. And that would be around taxation, for example, and those kinds of issues. I think we have a shared agenda with anyone who's in this space, you know, just the, the government not taxing our industry more than it should be. And then we take an interest in privacy and data regulation. But for us, uh, we want to stay on top of it and we want to know what's going on. But in certain ways, it's almost an opportunity for us because we're not plagued by, again, the same issues. We we can truthfully say that we are privacy compliant and we're not targeting individuals. So so we, we're interested in that, but we're maybe not lobbying on it as much as, as let's say, an IAB would do. But other than that, you know, we have our own um, things that we care deeply about. It's, it's around real estate. There's a lot around something called the Highway Beautification Act, which really kind of regulates how many signs you can put out there in particular uh, roadside. And then, you know, we care about First Amendment a lot, right? Like the right to express yourself uh, is important to the out-of-home industry and what you can say and not say on, on a sign. And other things on-premise, off-premise signage, really in the weeds. But, you know, we have out-of-home is very much about real estate uh, and location. So there's a whole set of issues that we care a lot about that I don't necessarily think that other trade bodies in advertising do. But, but it's very important to our industry. Interesting. So let's talk a little bit about the state of the out-of-home industry. I alluded to this a little bit, uh, and, and so did you, about how during COVID, it was a little bit of a fraught time for the industry, right? Because nobody was going out of their home. Um, but now we're back out there in the world. Investment has picked up. And um, the OAAA actually just released its Q2 revenue report this morning. So talk a little bit about like what you're seeing in terms of investment and out of home. You know, what, what stood out to you about the report and what maybe surprised you? Well, I mean, we're definitely in a very good space now. Um, I mean, our industry has picked up uh, more than 
uh, we're back. We're definitely back to the numbers we uh, levels we were in 2019. And and 2019, we had just gone through a period of of uh, about a decade of of quarterly consecutive growth. So out of home has been growing consistently uh, for a very long time. And then we had somewhat of a dip during the pandemic, and now we're back on track again. And I I want to say uh, we shouldn't dwell on it, but I will I will say that even during the pandemic, when people weren't allowed out of their homes in the way that they've been in before, we quickly uh, reset and started tracking where pe- people moved. And uh, and then the industry didn't actually completely lose its foot- footing, right? So people were still on about, they were just in different locations doing different things. So uh, it was tough years, but, but, but they weren't completely miserable, um, in particular when it came to roadside. But now, I mean, we're fully back and we've had I think record-breaking growth for for the industry for sure, maybe for advertising in general. Where in Q1 uh, the industry grew by forty percent, and uh, now in Q2 we have a growth of twenty-eight point nine percent. So um, it's 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 incredible growth, uh, and almost four out of five, which is I think seventy-eight or eighty percent of of the top one hundred out-of-home advertisers, increase their spend. Uh, from Q2 in 2021. And I think that goes across the board. Um, advertisers are investing more money in out-of-home. We're seeing new advertisers coming into out-of-home. Uh, so there's a lot of incremental growth happening. Um, and in general, uh, you know, just a lot of interest in our industry. Um, so so we're very happy <laughs> yeah. at the moment. And, and we think this is going to continue, uh, even, even though there might be a little bit of a recession on the horizon. So, well, so we're, ooh, yeah. yeah, super happy. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. So would you say that the strong growth you're seeing, is that just a nature of like, you know, year on year comparison of like the dip that had happened during the pandemic? Or is this real like net new incremental growth in the industry? It is. I mean, uh, we're back. I mean, Q2 last year was a good quarter as well. So, I mean, we are definitely growing. We're back at, at growth rates pre-pandemic. There is definitely a huge set of advertisers that have been investing in out of home for years that, uh, you know, are continuing to use us as a, as a big advertising platform for them. Um, but, you know, a lot of them are increasing their spend and that's why we're seeing growth. But we're also seeing a lot of new categories and new advertisers coming into, into the medium. What are some of those newer categories? Well, we have, you know, we're we're back to increasing again in automotive, which is not a new category, but was an was a category where I think out of home uh, for a couple of years uh, we're we're at the same levels that we used to be. Uh, we're definitely seeing a ton more political advertising this year, uh, even mm-hmm. though we've been a big platform for that in the past. We are we are seeing a lot of it right now. Um, cannabis is a big uh, um, advertising category for out of home, uh, but you know, there's a lot of direct consumer brands. There's just in general, you know, a lot of new advertisers that are dipping their toe in. And I, I think that is because, uh, I think there's a renewed appreciation, um, from the consumer side in physical experiences and being outside and going to stores and moving around and traveling. Um, and all those things are good for our industry and, and marketers are seeing that. So I think it's a sort of, yes, there's a lot of talk about the metaverse and, and, uh, you know, advertising moving in a different direction, but there is also, you know, digital fatigue and consumers that want to be out and about and, 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 you know, are, are going back to work again and are definitely traveling through airports, et cetera. So that helps the industry a lot. 
Yes, we love to talk about the metaverse, but we still live in the real world. So <laughs> yeah, we we do, you know, and even and and that's another thing with out of home that is is quite special. And if you compare us to other traditional advertising platforms such as print or radio or what have you that have kind of fallen back a bit in, in past years or transformed to other forms of media, out of home's very physical nature and our ability to drive online activation and drive consumers to other places to the web, right? You see a message and you go search for it, or you even might go buy something or you share, uh, you know, out of home, uh, cool out of home ads on social media that then gives kind of more uh, media to that, to that brand or that particular campaign that's helped our medium quite a bit. Um, and even for the metaverse, right? Like you, people need to know where to go and where to better discover that than in out of home, because on television, you might not be and, <laughs> Or watch, and uh, and when it comes to digital, it's it's quite cluttered. So mm-hmm. so media 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 and advertising drives to out of home as well. Yeah, for sure, that's definitely been a big trend. So you mentioned the recession, which has not yet seemed to hit, but people are definitely worried that it will. Seems like out of home investment is still holding up strongly, though. Are you seeing that change at all? Are you seeing hesitation from advertisers, belt tightening of any kind? I mean, obviously we saw the major tech platforms, their their earnings took a hit in the past couple quarters. So talk about how that is playing out in the out-of-home space. It's still, it is still early days, I think. And and we don't even know. I mean, I think we're officially in a recession, but but we don't really quite, it's, it's a very hard situation to predict right now, I think for everyone, but so far we are not seeing it as an industry. I mean, there are a few things that are working for us, right? Like out of home has traditionally in previous recessions also fared quite well. Uh, We're not a very expensive medium and we are insanely effective, right? So uh, advertisers tend to not cut their out of home investment by maybe as much as they would in other forms of media. It's still important to brands to be out there and be seen. Uh, and out of home tends to also be very often very close to a point of sale. Uh, so for that perspective, it's it's important to kind of keep the messages up. Um, but but yeah, overall we haven't seen uh, seen much, and we're talking to our members regularly about this. Uh, and there doesn't seem to be a lot of stopping going on. There's also out of home about seventy percent in the U.S. is local, um, and that is a strong driver. And local advertising tends to you know maybe not be cut as much. And then, you know, we're also going through a digital transformation. The medium has been slow to digital, but it's happening right now. That helps us grow. It makes it easier to activate an out-of-home than it maybe has been in the past. And I think that helps drive our numbers. And, you know, the, just the fact that you can do so much more with our medium and that we can we can reach audiences at scale in a way that really only maybe television or Facebook can do, I think is helping us even in a situation where the economy is not as strong. Yeah. Do you find that the pullback in ad spend on the tech platforms like Meta and Google, is that actually like a benefit to out of home? Like, like obviously those budgets, I mean, they might not be, they might just be being cut, but if they're shifted somewhere, do you see an opportunity in that? I think we definitely do. I mean, we... Uh, advertising dollars will go somewhere and and there's all the reason to believe that they that some of it will spill over to out of home especially since we have changed a lot as a medium in the in the past couple of years and it's much easier to buy and transact and out of home right now and quicker as well um so there may, definitely there's probably some of that i mean what i guess would be 
may be a problem for us to a certain extent, but we haven't seen that yet either, is that some of those platforms are also big advertisers in out of home. That's really where they spend their ad dollars. But we mm. haven't seen those budgets being cut either. So no, in general, I mean, again, you come back to the problems of targeting, of privacy, uh, cookies going away, changes to operating systems. I mean, none of that really affects our industry. For so long, advertisers were just obsessed with one-to-one, right? And now it's a little bit like, oh, we we can't do that anymore. So one-to-many actually sounds kind of appealing. One-to-many can be appealing and one-to-many can be very personal too, if you do it right. And again, when you can start using data and out of home and the more you know about locations and, you know, our industry are specialists in how to leverage different locations to reach different audiences, you can, you can get a message out in a way that is, is quite appealing. And then, you know, with technology, QR codes, uh, the ability to just like kind of go deeper on an ad, you can also create a one-to-one communication with consumers and it can be much more personal and interactive than it has been in the past. Yeah. So let's let's dig in a little bit um, into how technology is transforming the out-of-home industry. So first of all, in the most obvious place, I guess, is media buying, right? A lot more Digital billboards have gone up in the past few years, and that's enabled advertisers and media owners to transact programmatically and do a little bit more targeting, be a bit more targeted with the media that they buy. So talk about what is the state of programmatic and digital in the out-of-home industry, and then where do you see opportunities to expand that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, this is a very exciting area for us. You know, the digital transformation is, is, is amazing for the industry because not only does it make it possible for us to transact through programmatic platforms or make automated buying possible. It also just gives our media so much more richness and nimbleness. You know, you could do, you could do things with a digital billboard. You can, you know, all of a sudden there can be video or not just billboards. I'm honestly anything, street furniture, place based, the gamut, right? transit. You could do a lot more. Uh, you can create richer ads. And then of course you could, you could target and switch content out uh, sort of on the go, dependent on something happening in that area or weather or whatever it might be. So it's really terrific. And, and yeah, I mean, this is developing quickly now. So today, uh, which was not really possible, not that long ago, you can, as a media buyer, go in and, and buy in a, audiences actually across the U.S. on a number of different screens. Um, and you can also use... Um, you know, signals, whether it's through social listening or just something you know, you know, to then maybe retarget or repost the message in areas where it seems to work better. You could, you could do a lot more. um, It can be a lot more dynamic, right. Than it has been in the past. Uh, So, uh, so you could use out of home almost in the same way that you would use other forms of media. You may not have a dashboard. There might be a slightly, a little bit more of a longer lead term to kind of follow how a campaign works and, in, in real time, but you could you could pretty much use out of home as other forms of media and then also combine it with other forms of media. Yeah. So talk about how like the like how much investment is going this way, programmatic and, and targeted to out of home and how much is still being bought traditionally. I think programmatic is still a fairly small part of out of home. Out of home is a little different too because uh it's a little bit more there the industry isn't completely even. There's still a lot of static out there that's being bought. Uh, there are a lot of long-term contracts in very strategic locations. Uh, and then you have the 
the programmatic piece as as another part of it. And 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 you know you have so many different types of out of home as well. So it's still early days. I would say it's being developed as we speak. But you know we see uh, very strong growth. Uh, so if you've been able to transact out of home probably programmatically for maybe five, six years or so. Now, I mean, it's growing fast. So I don't think we'll ever get to the point where traditional media is, where I think it's like 80, 90%. Again, just because the medium is so different. But we're going to probably get, you know, maybe to half or so in not a too distant future. Yeah, I'm curious, like, obviously for buyers, it's convenient, it's easy. But for media owners, I would imagine that they have a lot of really lucrative static billboards that they're not ready to just tear down and like put up these expensive digital signs. So how much is like inertia on the sell side a factor? Oh, I would say that uh, everyone, you know, when you put up a digital sign, you can do a lot more. You could also show a lot more content on a digital sign because, you know, it will flip uh, and and the, the content can be switched out. So I don't think the reason that digital is, is taking time to roll out is because we, again, we are uh, part of a of a real estate market where you, and we're regulated. So you can't just like put up digital anywhere at any, any time Uh, you need permits and you need, you know, to follow certain rules and regulations. So I don't, media owners are not holding back because they like their static signs better. Media owners are holding back because we're, we're developing this. And this is where a lot of our lobby efforts are, are coming in in tandem with cities and municipalities and the audience and, and where they want these signs to be. And, you know, we're very mindful of that, but look, static signs, even though I, I don't necessarily love the word static because it's, it's, it doesn't sound great, but <laughs> classic or traditional, uh, I, I prefer to call it, you know, first of all, they could, they could have interactivity added to them through maybe QR codes or other ways that consumers can interact with them. But sometimes they just work better. You can, you can do certain things with static that can be very artful and you can have wallscape and murals and things like that. That is also a big part of out of home. So I think the strength in our medium is the combination of the different types of out of home that is out there and the different ways that you can express yourself as an advertiser, whether it's through a digital sign, through video, or maybe through beautiful paintings or classic type billboards or signage in other places. We talk about wrapping a consumer in your in your brand, but it really is, if you think about it, you leaving your house and going somewhere and maybe coming back and seeing ad messages in many, many different places that you sometimes almost think is art, sometimes speaks to you because you're in a location and you're looking for information or just kind of intuitively is where you expect them to be. And the trick for the industry is to think about the frequency and the messaging and how how this comes across in a way that the consumer gets really influenced and likes those messages without feeling that it's intruding on their consumer journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you know this is it's just a little esoteric and fluffy, right? But but it it actually is true. I mean, this industry is not about billboards or bus shelters or shopping malls. It's about the the all these different touch points that you have with the consumer uh, when he's out and about out of home. Right. And how that influenced their purchasing journey and, and perception of a, of a brand. Yeah. So you mentioned like not being intrusive, which digital media can definitely feel very intrusive. But as out of home evolves and becomes more targeted, becomes more programmatic, how do you sort of reconcile the privacy conversation going on? Because, you know, earlier we were talking a lot about out of home isn't subject to the same scrutiny as digital. There isn't that same element of one to one targeting, but there are these 
you know, efforts to bring in location data and audience data to make more relevant messaging to groups of people, is that changing the privacy conversation at all? Not really. I mean, we are still targeting groups of people, not individuals. We're not using personal information or data. We're not retargeting in the same way. You will never be followed around uh, by a shoe ad for a shoe that you bought in out of home. You'd be, you, I mean, it could, I guess, theoretically happen, but you have to be very unlucky and it wouldn't be <laughs> intentional. Uh, so no, I don't, I, I really don't see that as a problem. I think what we need to think about is being mindful where we put messages up and we are right. Like don't post a cannabis ad too close to school, maybe not, uh, you know, post a very scary video ad, uh, close to children, things like that, where, you know, our messages are very powerful and very large and can be provocative and, but you have to do that in a good way. So really think about location and where, where ads render is important to us. But uh, the privacy and data usage is not really an issue because we are using different types of data and we're using it to not target an individual. Mm. On the flip side of that, how is the ability to use data be more targeted? Is that improving measurement in the out-of-home space in the sense of like knowing you know, which groups of people saw an ad or if they saw an ad? Because I would imagine on a, on a traditional billboard, that's, that's a little hard to measure. Well, that is, I mean, that, that is where we use data, right? And that is where we, we sometimes use mobile location data is to understand uh, traffic patterns and things like that. So we, you know, if, if there's less data, we have to be much smarter about how we make those assumptions um, about where consumers were and how they moved around. But we're still not using data in a non-privacy compliant way. Um, but, but measurement is where, where it could be a little tricky, but again, you know, for us, it's about knowing the amount of people that pass the sign, whether it's in a car or walking past it and then have a sense of who they were. And a lot of that is based on context and Mm. where people tend to move around. Interesting. So you were, um, talking before about QR codes, about how out of home is a natural kind of introduction to learn more in other mediums and and can really particularly connect with mobile in a strong way. Talk about how advertisers are like extending the power of out of home to other mediums, how this maybe is changing the way they think about the medium and the way that they invest in it. Yeah, for sure. So mobile is, is, and, and, and again, that's really how I got here in a sense, because that's, that's my back. My whole career has been in mobile in one way or another. And I mean, that is the link. Mobile is sort of the glue that ties out of home to all other forms of media and honestly ties uh, the consumer uh, to the brand in many ways. So QR codes is one way, you know, that you can uh, interact with consumer, consumers through, through signage and, and brands are definitely making use of it. And we've all changed our perspective on QR codes. I certainly would never have said that this is going to be a thing. If you had asked me 10 years ago, I thought it's the dumbest thing ever. Um, <laughs> but it's also, you know, and it really was, but I guess it wasn't, right? Um, um, but it's also, you know, the, the ability to, and, and by the way, that's not just like finding out more information. Sometimes it's even shopping, you know, sharing. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's to be able to connect. But any out-of-home ad that's done well, consumers have a tendency, and we have a lot of research on this, right? To to gra- look, you know, grab their phone, take a picture, or search, shop, do things based on that message. So it's the ability to now see a sign and not try and remember it, but right there in the moment, actually uh, taking an action uh, that creates that really strong connection between the two forms of media. 
are you seeing marketers think through their plans with that in mind more now, right? Like we're going to buy out of home and then do this so that it connects to digital. Yeah. Marketers are definitely thinking a lot more about out of home and we have a brand council. We have, I mean, first of all, we have way more inbound questions from marketers than I think we've ever had. So there clearly is an interest. And then we are spending a lot of time reaching out, trying to understand their needs and how we can do better and educate them on what it is that we can do. And yes, there is definitely an interest in how you can start integrating out of home in a more kind of cross-media perspective than it used to be, where it was more like you activate it, you used out of home for a product launch or a spectacle or, you know, uh, just maybe to raise awareness in a specific area around something. Out of home is now more, it's always on. You can activate quickly because there's digital and you can tie it to other media campaigns and maybe uh, through mobile drive outcomes and activations and shopping and things like that. Uh, have consumers, uh, you know, uh, be able to find out more about products or make them aware of, of what it is that you're doing then and there. But then also, if you use out of home smartly, uh, again, the t- connection to social media, you could get a lot of views, right, by consumers posting that ad on social mm-hmm. media, and then you can activate there. So you can, a good out of home campaign, you could get a lot of free media from. And I think that marketers are well aware of that. And that's why you see a lot of these now custom build billboards or experiential executions, 3D billboards, special lightning, or just like cryptic campaigns. I mean, a good one would be, you know, Adele's launch of her new album 30, where she just put up a bunch of billboards and a few locations with just number 30 on it that started a whole conversation in social media, right? So if you can combine it with social media, it's a great thing. JLo just the other week, massive billboard, completely nude on Sunset Boulevard. I think, you know, that's got billions of views on the internet. She only bought one billboard, right? Yeah. So that connection and marketers being smarter about how can we start creating a conversation on social? Sometimes it happens organically. Sometimes it's just consumers that start posting. But you can also, as a marketer, drive through these big signs or touch points that you have out and about, right? Like drive a conversation to social, encourage, uh, use celebrities, right? To to drive that. And then that can become a really cost-effective media buy for you because you don't have to pay, pay Facebook. Yeah, exactly. So they're they're thinking they're thinking about out of home a little more holistically, I guess. And yeah. yeah, I mean out of home is really like for a creative, it's the biggest canvas that you can have. It's a basically in its most traditional form, it's a blank gigantic billboard. Yeah. Talk about how like as out of home evolves, like what are the benefits of putting a creative message there versus another medium? What are the opportunities for creativity to evolve and use this medium? To, as a canvas to do so? I mean, they're unlimited and it's just that. It's so creative. So a lot of these ideas haven't even been thought of yet. You know, a good creative can, can do so. But I mean, I, I think we try to think of out of home as the modern public square, right? Like it's where you get impressions and where you get influenced. And creators who understand how to leverage that will be successful. Uh, and not just think about, you know, again, digital or a taxi top, but think of it, think, think about other, you know, traditional classic paintings, whatever it might be, do interesting creative things, uh, that will appeal to consumers because consumers, and here's the kicker, right? Like consumers like signage signage has been around since the cave paintings. Um, consumers don't feel that it's intrusive. It's not, uh, you know, interrupting their daily lives. In fact, they find it 
often and and often it also is you know a public service message or a service to them in certain ways unlike if you're watching tv or watching digital video over ott or if you're on the new york times or reading campaign you know there are ads that are being served to you that interrupt your the activity you're doing right now they don't they don't necessarily speak to you but whereas an out of home they don't consumers have more favorability tend to remember and sometimes even see them as content, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a big opportunity for an advertiser. And then the fact that you own the whole canvas, um, you there is no that the ad is the content. Um, so if you can do that smart, you know, by relevant content that speaks to that audience, and maybe it's not just one sign, maybe it's like through a journey, through a day, uh, you could do some really cool things, and then again, use data to help inform dynamic ad insertion, things like that, that you techniques that you can use in other media formats. But again, where the consumer really feel that it's, it's a service to them, you can do really cool things. I think, I still think that the most interesting creative out there on the ad side is around out of home and it always has been, Uh, but it's hard to do, but it really is. Why is it hard to do? do? Well, because again, you, that is the actual content. So you really need to think it through, right? Like, because that's your, that's your shot. And then you have to decide, do I want to do something that is all over the country? Do I just want to do one really cool sign? Do I want to connect it to other media forums? There are endless opportunities here. Um, Mm. Do I want to do something that is just like really out there and incredible and tech savvy, you know, like a 3D billboard that is just like blowing you away, right? Or do I want to do something super simple, like just a little QR code at the bottom of a of a sign that people are wondering what the hell is that. So they pull their phone up and they take a look at it. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. it could be, there's so many different things you can do. Yeah. Well, there's definitely a lot of opportunity. And like you said, it really is the last non-interruptive ad format. Right. So. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I think in a world where advertising seems to move to much more influencer marketing, you know, whatever we call the creative economy, right? Like this might be one of the last forms of advertising standing really, right? That Mm -hmm. I doubt will ever go away because you're always going to need ads. But this one, this one seems pretty future-proof and protected. Well, on that note, thank you so much, Anna, for joining me and for talking about all things out of home. And we'll talk soon. Thank you so much for having me. It's always fun. Thank you. That's all the time we have for this week. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to Campaign Chemistry on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts.